Welcome to Grumos Course Creators Podcast, where I deconstruct world-class online instructors to extract the tactics, tools, and systems they use to create and sell their online courses. If you want to learn what it takes to stop trading hours for dollars and start generating income by sharing your expertise online, this show is for you. Hola amigos, Miguel Hernandez here. Today I'm happy to introduce to you Sergio Estevez, a young and up-and-coming online course marketing specialist located in beautiful Granada, Spain. When I saw his clients' testimonials with actual screenshots showing the crazy money he was helping them make selling online courses, I couldn't believe it. This guy's a marketing genius. In this episode, you'll learn what are Sergio's most effective strategies to help instructors sell online courses, what are the most common mistakes instructors make when they try to find students, and what they need to do to build a thriving online teaching business. If you've ever struggled doing your own course marketing, this episode is for you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Here is Miguel Hernandez at the Grumo Podcast. And today we have an amazing guest. His name is Sergio Estevez, all the way from Granada, Spain. Spain is also my home country, so I'm so happy to talk to somebody from Spain. But we're not going to talk in Spanish. We're going to talk in English with funny accents. And Sergio is a course, online course marketing expert. I found him a few months ago. Uh, he was posting on several online course um, uh, Facebook groups and his insights were really amazing. You know, he was providing so much value there. He was really finding what the problems are with online course creators and, and telling them, you know, you're doing it wrong. You have to do this. And he kept posting and posting and eventually said, I have to get in touch with this guy because he knows, seems to know more than most people, even me. I've been teaching for like, you know, seven years online, but I didn't know much about marketing because course creators are really good at what? Creating courses. But creating courses has nothing to do with marketing courses. So then I thought, I have to talk to this guy. And since then, I've been blown away and I thought it would be great for you to get a chance to understand what it takes to market and sell and sell courses online from the expert opinion of, of Sergio Estevez. So Sergio, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing, man? Awesome. Cool. So let's start a little bit before we start getting into like, you know, how do you market online courses and all of that? Uh, people want to learn a little bit about the background of, of our guests, right? So could you tell us a little bit about the, uh, your story and how you got started into course marketing? Oh my gosh, that's a good story. <laughs> So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I was all into marketing already. I was learning lots of marketing, obsessed with that. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> I knew there that I could help people with that. Um, you know, not just in a broad way, but in a very specific way where it would be more helpful. So, I don't know, I just started taking courses, uh, one course, another course. And I have, I'm probably the person who has bought more courses like ever. Like I've got the entire library of Udemy bought. Oh it's my ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, even in other platforms, it's crazy. And one day, um, I met one guy who was selling online courses. Uh, he was doing a webinar and I was like, all right, cool. I know what marketing <clears throat> you want to sell your course. Yeah. Let's just connect and talk, not selling anything like that. You know, I was just like, all right, let's help you. And we became friends. Um, we started talking and he launched his webinar with my help and he made lots of money. And he was like freaking out because it was like, I think his first webinar on that. I don't really know. 
Yeah. But, you know, he made like $6,000, something crazy. And like in a webinar that we put together in 30 minutes, oh like it goodness. was literally 30 minutes before the webinar. So we were rushing, we did the sales page in like 10 minutes, it was crazy. And it got to a point when he made so much money and he was like, oh my God, Sergio, you should help people doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, that's a good niche. I've never thought of helping specifically course creators. Yes. Um, and I started doing that. At the beginning, it was, took me like very, very long time to really start uh, getting lots of clients because yes. the beginning was always hard, right? The beginnings are hard. Yes. Um, but after a few months, um, people are starting getting results and they're starting referring me to other people. I had my own funnel working for me to get clients. And that's where I started. I met a instructor. Um, he pointed me in this direction. Yeah. I was able to help him. And it'll, you know, blow up suddenly. It's crazy. That's, that's amazing. One of the things that really impressed me about you and your trajectory is that you haven't been doing this for 20 years. I mean, there's not even internet 20 years ago. You started like uh, relatively recently, but you've learned at a faster pace than most people do. And that shows that, first of all, you are very much into learning and improving yourself, but also you're not afraid of investing heavily in your learning process. That's, that's why you took you know, hundreds of online courses and you have to pay for them. Yeah. But I also know that you actually traveled to United States several times to learn from the top guys. So it's not like you're just taking online courses that you're going to who is the best in the industry and you're trying to learn uh, from them. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Like it's more of like, not just to show off and say like, Hey, I've taken lots of courses or get mentors and coach. Uh, Actually, it's because it's a principle, one of my core principles, not only honesty and being honest with people, yeah, but also like just like freaking learning. <clears throat> so I have invested like over $60,000 this in the last 300 days, like in the last natural year, wow. just to learn the best stuff here because not only want to make money, but I want my clients to make a lot of money. Yes. That's where the overlap is. And, and the point is this, I just believe that so many people are scared of investing yes. because you're not investing on a specific program on a specific course on a specific coach you're investing in yourself and that's a lot of pressure but if you're able to take it the right way and use that pressure in a positive way it's gonna work no no makes that, sense? that's pretty it makes sense but it makes sense from from a theoretical standpoint but i see that most people are afraid of 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 taking that leap and investing uh, that amount of money because you're saying sixty thousand dollars in one year most people don't make that amount of, of money in an entire year let alone spend it on learning but you've yeah. gone like 100 percent full in i want to do whatever it takes to learn so that's one real less great lesson for anybody that wants to become better at anything not just course creation or course marketing if you want to become something that good you're going to have to put the time and invest and it's not going to happen overnight or, or in, if it, it'll happen a lot faster actually if you put the time and investment to learn as opposed to yeah. try to just try this tactics and stuff like that, that they, they tell you and you, you have to be committed. Let's put it this way. Right. So, yeah. well, that's awesome, man. Uh, congratulations on your success. And I can keep seeing how, how you can keep uh, growing your business. Yeah. Now, let's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Here's the deal. Like just a totally different topic, but you know, like yeah. what's going on here is that people talk about how many years they've been in business. Yeah. But to me, like you being 30, 40 years in business and, and you not being, not making like six figures at the very minimum. Yeah. For me, it just doesn't mean, just mean that you are not investing enough in yourself. That's true. People tell me, Hey, you have only been like a couple of years. I'm like, yeah, but 
how much have I learned? How much do people learn in a short period of time? Yeah. You gotta take a look at the relative success, not the how much time you have been doing something. Yeah, I totally agree. You could have been 20 years doing something, but you never invested in your learning and you didn't really get anywhere and you don't have the results to show it for. You started relatively early, but you've already shown results and a progress that most people had happening in marketing for a lot longer cannot show for. And what I really like is that you don't just say how to do things. You show proof of the results that you've helped your clients to accomplish. So you're letting your client success speak for you, which that nothing can really beat that. You know, you could say I've been 20 years on marketing and I'm the best. I'm like, show me the proof. Yeah. How many people have your help? How many people have helped to get to six figures? And all I saw from you and in your landing page is like proof, screenshot of proof, a screenshot of results on Thinkific, a screenshot of six figure launches. And I was like, holy cow, this is, you don't really need to sell when your customers' success stories are selling on your behalf. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's get on, let's, let's, let's bring some value to our, our course creators here. And let's talk about, uh, I come from, my background is teaching on Udemy. And if whoever, whoever doesn't know about Udemy is probably the top online course marketplace uh, these days. And I did very well originally, but then like all marketplaces, they become saturated and you have to create more courses and more courses. And then you are at the whim of the marketplace uh, policies. And then, then they, they divide the, the, the average price of the course that uh, you sell, it has gone down dramatically. So to give you an idea, the first year I made $96,000 US with 1,300 students only. I was making $73 per student on Udemy. Now that's, that, that's amazing. But today the average sale uh, that... It's about ten to fifteen dollars, and, and instructors make between five to ten dollars per sale maximum, right? So it is. It's, it's a hard environment right now to be successful in a marketplace unless you keep creating and creating and creating courses. So, what is your opinion on marketplaces and, and trying to do it your own uh, self-hosting? Yeah, I mean, I don't believe it's a hard to sell in Udemy right now. Like yeah. it's not hard. Yeah, it's not profitable. Yeah. Like. Uh, they all see like, you know, Skillshare, Udemy, stuff like that. Um, in the past, they were working quite well, as you said, and now they're still working well for people to get sales, but here is the deal. Um, even if you get sales, they are getting a huge commission and your prices are incredibly low, like $10 courses, um, just because they need the scarcity. They need the huge discounts. They need to make a new offer every week uh, yeah. just because if they don't do that, they don't, people don't buy. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Because they are trained over the years, all the time that Udemy has been online, they have been doing this discount thing, and that has trained their customer to just buy when there is a promotion. Yeah. Um, they just don't buy the course full price because they know next week or next day they will have another promotion running. <laughs> so it's just hilarious to see that. Yeah. However, I see what's going to happen. Like I'm in some way ahead of the curve, and I'm yeah. seeing everything from a 30,000 feet view of what's going to happen in the next two, three, five years. Yes. Uh, of online course, the, on the online course business thing, uh, industry itself. Yes. <laughs> and, and what happened is this, like the marketplace are going to still be there. Like they're not going to disappear. That's the truth. Yeah. However, people who really want to go and make six figures are, are really going to have to move to their own platform. Reason yeah. being is because unless you want to launch 500 courses, a uh, GR, which mm -hmm. is crazy because too much time, um, 
you know, for just a tiny profit, unless you want to go for volume and create hundreds and hundreds of, co- or of courses, pump out a lot of, of content. Unless you want that, you got to go to your own platform. Reason being is mainly because in Udemy, if you want to win right now, you should go for volume yeah. in some way. And, and that's hard to maintain and sustain. Unless you are one of the top 10, 20, 30 instructors right now, it's hard to, to be there and to start. Yeah. However, if you right now have one, two, maybe three courses in Udemy, what is best for you right now, the truth is to pick those courses and take them to your own platform, right? Yeah. But guess what? And this is what happens over and over again. Every single time I see this happen, people move to their own platform, Kajabi, Thinkific, Teachable, whatever. The tool doesn't matter at all. Like that's not the important part. Yes. The point is this, when you move to your own platform, it's like when, you know, you're now alone. No one is going to send you traffic. No one is going to push out promotion for you like Udemy did. No, you're just alone. Um, no yeah, one is- that, that's what I was going to ask you. It's like, I think that's the hardest thing to do. How do you transition from having a marketplace doing all the work for you to trying to do it for, because people are like, yeah, I want to make more money. I'm going to host my course on Thinkific or Teachable and I'll be able to charge, you know, $200 per course. But then they're like, wow. Uh, nobody's buying my course. So what is the problem there? The problem here is something deeper than what most people think. Um, most people do, and they move to their own platform. And it is just that, you know, you can have, you know, you can have your own platform, but if you are not actively marketing it, and even better, if you don't have the systems to market it, because you can be marketing and like all the people posting links on Facebook, spamming people, I constantly see people posting their coupons to Udemy on Facebook for some reason. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. But if you really want to make money on your own platform, you got to have systems. You got to start treating your course, not as a side project or as a secondary business. No, as an actual business with real systems of delivery to get success to the clients and with the real system of marketing and sale. Because yeah. those two systems in place, the marketing, being able to catch attention on the sales, convert that attention into money, to cash, yeah. That's what you need. A system in place, not just, you know, like tactics to marketing it. If you want to have a business, you've got to have a system. And that's what people are just not having. And not. And even if they build up a system, it just doesn't work. Yes. Yes. That, that's what I find out is that people have an, somewhat of an understanding of, the fa- of what it takes to start getting students, right? They have some marketing basics and tactics and they're like, oh, maybe if I, I start doing like Udemy, I give coupons to everybody, maybe that works. Maybe if I tell all my friends to buy my course, it works. But they're, think- they're not thinking from a business perspective. It's not just an online course and a product that you put out there. You have to create the entire ecosystem around that product with the systems in order to make that a whole a whole business that where you have a funnel where you have people coming through the top of the funnel, you warm them up, you send them to an email list, you uh, create a connection and eventually you can up, upsell them or upsell them your courses. And that's something that it takes quite a while. I mean, I've, 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 I've done it myself and I can see it's, 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 it's a lot of work, but most people don't really understand everything that takes uh, to make this happen. So what are the main parts that an online course creator that moves to a self-hosting platform has to understand uh, to start creating all these systems? The best answer is it depends. Yeah. Uh, there is no one size fits all. And if people are telling you, hey, buy my system, it's going to make you lots of money. That's not just the truth. They want to scam you. Yeah. However, in the opposite of the spectrum, I want people to think of this as a car. It doesn't have to be complex. Yes. It doesn't have to be complex at all. 
you have to think about this as a car. Your funnel, the way you convert people is the engine of the car. Yes. Now, most people have an engine and supposing that it works and it's a good one, which is rare at the same time because you know, you're an instructor, you don't know that much about marketing sometimes or don't have the time. But even if you have the engine, you know, if you don't put gasoline into it, you're going nowhere. Yes. So that's what's happening right now. People with a funnel, but not sending traffic to it, then you're not going to go anywhere. And the same happens with the opposite way, which is even more risky. People buying gasoline without having a car, meaning people paying for Facebook ads, people paying for Google ads, LinkedIn ads, whatever it is, without having a system in place to convert the gasoline into movement, to convert the traffic into sales. Yes. That's what you have to think. Now, and yeah. once you think that way, you should easily get to six figures. It doesn't take that much. Yeah. Uh, so I have two things, two things there. Yes. I, 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 I love, I love the analogy of the engine and the, and the fuel, right? And I, in, in terms of, of marketing, there's the way that you can also separate that is uh, thinking of traffic and, and conversion, right? So traffic is the fuel that you get into the engine and how you convert it is through the right systems, which is your engine, right? And, and there's two different equations altogether. And most people don't understand one or the other, or, or they just want to understand one. And then they're like, like you said, if you only have the engine, but you don't have fuel, it's not going to go anywhere. If you have uh, the, the traffic and you don't have an engine, then it's not going to convert. So you have to understand both things. Now you say that once you have both things, it shouldn't be too hard to get to six figures a year. Uh, like, how is, how is that? Because, uh, you know, since six figures is like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, like how, what it, how do you think it's not that difficult once you have it in place? Because it's just working. Like if you're able to put $5,000 in advertising and yes. get $20,000 back or $30,000 back, guess what? Now you can put $10,000 and approximately get the same amount yes. and scale it up from there. It's the magic. Like the, Getting, having a funnel, having an engine and having the right gasoline yes. uh, is the, the, the holy grail of internet marketing because once you get it, like there is nothing else. Um, those are basics, uh, marketing system that has always existed. Funnels are nothing new. They already existed always. The point is that now they're on the internet. And here's the deal. It's not that hard to, I mean, it's not that hard to set them up, but it's hard to know what to set up, how to set it up. And, and actually make it work. You gotta have a process in place and a proven system. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I saw. I saw like you had like you use. Uh, there's many many different funnels that you can create, and and you were talking about uh, one of the videos that I saw from you. You had like six different funnels, and you show screenshots of your active campaign account where you can see all these different. Uh, connections and automations and all of that. And that's kind of like the engine, right? But what I can see is that it does take a lot of iteration to get that engine to work. So what people think is that they, they just can plug, copy and paste a funnel and they're going to make six figures next day, right? They don't understand that. Yeah, you may have the engine, but you have to iterate. You have to optimize it to trial and error, trial and error until it starts creating more money that you spend. Because at the beginning, most funnels are not profitable, right? I mean, it depends. Like yeah. some funnels are really profitable. Yeah. Like, 
like that's I mean it's kind of surprising, but I would say like 30, 40 percent of the funnels are profitable at the very beginning. Oh, nice. Um, the remain the rest of them. I mean, if you know how to do them, like yes. 40, 50 percent of them should be profitable at the beginning. Yeah. And the rest, just with an iteration and a couple of subtle changes, you could easily get them to to scale, right? Putting one dollar in and getting three, four dollars out consistently. Yes. It doesn't have to be that hard. As far as you have the as far as you have the right strategy. Now, here's what I see really, really like people struggle with. Um, is just trying to, to, like with the mindset of it not being a business. Just trying and going to a free webinar and then taking a free course, then taking a hundred dollar course and copying everything and putting everything together from different sources, right? Yes. And they end up with a Frankenstein funnel, something that is mixed up from a, from a free webinar that you know, a scammer put together for some reason to scam people. Then from a ten Udemy from a ten dollar Udemy course to get something else. And it all looks very weird. Like the sales page is not congruent with the emails. The emails just don't work very well. And and the deal is that even if you get traffic, it's gonna be very expensive to to get like I've seen people spending seven, eight thousand dollars on ads. Yeah. Just because they didn't know what to do, right? Yeah. So that's the danger. Ending up with a Frankenstein funnel, taking you a whole year to create it himself a month, and and also spending thousands and thousands of dollars in advertising. Yes. Just because you don't you don't have the right car, you are putting DSL into your into your gasoline car. Yeah, it's a very inefficient engine. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's a different mentality, the systems thinking mentality as opposed to uh, as opposed to the course creation because. There's such different world, world, uh, worlds. That I, that's why a lot of people that try to sell their online courses really struggle because they don't think in terms of systems. And I've built my own funnels. I remember last year I built a uh, automated webinar funnel and my goodness, it took like literally four months to get it to work. But because at every stage of the funnel, you can always optimize. You can optimize your landing page, your opt-in. You can optimize your thank you page. You can optimize uh, your copy for every single email and follow-up emails. Uh, the same thing on the webinar, how you deliver the webinar. Uh, you, there's like a million variations right there. And all of them can incrementally make slightly differences, right? Uh, so you have to like keep tracking all of this. Another thing is that people are really bad is are tracking what's working and it's not working, right? So they don't, they don't know what's broken in their engine because they don't put the systems in place to figure out where the conversions are really low or what is working. They don't do any A-B testing, right? Or they're afraid to spend uh, enough uh, money on ads to really get any valuable data because you spend $5 on Facebook ads, you're not going to get enough traffic to really make a decision based on data, right? Uh, Talking about that, how much, this is a question I get, I, ask, I get asked all the time when people get try to do their own Facebook ads is, what is a good amount of money to spend a month to start seeing results that you can make decisions based on? Yeah, makes sense. And I would be asking the same thing if I were in their situation. So totally makes sense. Yeah. The best answer is like, it depends. Like, I want you to think of this as a car again. How much gasoline do you have to put in a car for it to go? Well, it depends. Where do you want to go? Yes. Right? What's the result you're looking for? There's always a minimum amount of gasoline that your car can work on. Yeah. But that amount depends on the car. Yeah. So well, typically, it would be like around three, four hundred dollars, like five, six hundred dollars, I would say, actually. To, like, to With get that, started. you should yeah. be able to take uh, a few decisions and keep optimizing from there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. What typically what happens if people put $500 on ads and they make 500 or 600 and then you reinvest the 600 to then put more and more. It's like a snowball in some way. Yes. Yes. No, that, that's, uh, yeah. For some people they're like, Oh, that's too much money. But like, again, you need enough traffic, generate enough traffic to be able to make any decision that is based on data. Cause if you get like one click, per day that's there's no way you're gonna be able to and not just enough traffic but yeah. also the right type of traffic and that is what's really 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 hard like that's impossible for somebody without experience on facebook ads like without yeah. solid deep experience on facebook ads or google ads for or linkedin ads without somebody with experience on getting traffic yeah you can spend lots of money and get lots of data and all the data will be misleading or that's right. will be just wasted money because the data you're getting is not the new data you need that's, I agree. I, I tried to go down. It's also a learning curve to be able to create. It's not just like you buy a thousand dollars or ads randomly. You have to be very good at selecting your target audience and who are getting the emails and all of that. And the, the, the copy of your ad and all of that. There's a million variables right there. So sometimes uh, I say to people that tell me about asking me about Facebook ads, it's like, you know, before you even spend a single dollar, either talk to an expert, take a course where you learn all the fundamentals because otherwise you're just going to be so, uh, throwing money down the drain. Like there's no tomorrow. And you'll be like, Oh, Facebook doesn't work. All these uh, advertising networks do work. That's why they're still alive. There's billions of dollars being spent every day because some people are actually making good money, right? If you're not making money, it's not because the system is broken. It's maybe because your engine or your ability to make them work is not up to the level that it should be. Right. So that's important uh, to know. Uh, yeah, definitely. And be aware of something as well. Like there are lots of scammers and not just scammers, but people who don't know what they're doing and they try to sell you on something um, that it, they seem like they know what they do, but at the end they don't. So you got to be very careful with that because you may hire a Facebook ads expert uh, to do your ads, but you got to be very careful with how you filter and how, who you work with. Make sure they have proof. Make sure you know that they are trustworthy and honest in some way. So how do, you, how do you go about finding somebody that you can really trust? The way person I do this, um, the way person I do this for when I get mentors or I get whatever is simply by like three core things. First thing, does this person has proof? Like it, you don't need to necessarily talk to some of their customers, stuff like that. Um, but it's really like, do they have proof that they know what they're doing? That's yes. the first thing. Yes. then does their process make sense? Like what they're saying is something that makes sense or it's like kind of weird, magical shit. Yeah. That's the second one. And the third one is actually, do you think that they are somebody that they can help you go to where you're wanting to? If you have those three things in place, yeah. proof, then you know that the process makes sense and yeah. you think they can help you go to where you're wanting to, that's it. That, that's uh, the filtering process. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, proof is, it, it, I think it, it trumps almost anything as well, right? It's like, okay, yeah. Because some people are really good at uh, copy. Like they, they write very well and they're, they're very good at uh, triggering emotions into people. But that doesn't mean, and people make, and, and sales I mean, most of the time happens based on emotion, right? You feel something and then you make a purchasing decision. But then they forget, uh, the people that are looking at these experts, they're not looking at 
well, what is the data that proves that this individual has actually accomplished those results? And that's something that, that I saw on you because like any of us that have been trying to become better at marketing or anything, when you go out there, there's so many people claiming that they know absolutely everything. And some of them are extremely good at selling themselves. But out of all the people that I've seen, you're one of the few ones that you always posted screenshots of. Yeah. Of, of numbers. And unless you use Photoshop to tweak them, I imagine they're all true. So uh, that, that, that speaks to, you know, like your ability to, to show proof and show that people can trust you. So that, that's fantastic. Yeah. And not only that, but here's the deal. Like here's what you really gotta be looking for. Um, now talking more about like what it really takes to have a final work, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you gotta be careful because people are selling just templated things or, you know, like, Something that is like a one size fits all. Like, hey, buy my magical process. Um, make a million dollars tomorrow. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is not gonna work. So the way I also follow, like when I wanna work with a coach, like I recently uh got into a coaching program uh yes. like last week. And the way I also determine if this person can help me is by taking a look at our conversation. Like, did this person try to filter me out? Did this person try to figure out if he can even help before selling? Because if I get to the call and they're directly selling me before even asking me about my business or what I do or what's the problem, what's the solution I'm looking for. Yeah. If they don't like a doctor cannot just give you, you know, like a prescription without diagnosing you first. And if okay. they do, they're it's a malpractice. Makes sense? Right. Yeah. So you're saying that this is you 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 hired a coach to help you how to uh, become a better sales person, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's very that's very smart. Uh, actually, I'm also in the sale, in the process of selling right now for 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 one of my companies, and I was researching the process of selling, and that's one of the, the first things that I learned is that before you start getting into selling mode, you really have to understand what are they coming from, what is their situation, right? Qualify them, figuring out if this is a good person, and be okay with the fact that a lot of people won't be the right fit. And then it's up to you to be honest and say, you know what? I think it's not the right fit, but yeah. I can point you to somebody else or a different resource instead of just trying to close and close. And then you get a really bad fit and it's a bad relationship and nobody is happy and you get a bad testimonial. Exactly. So yeah, that's a, that's, that's really good to, to learn. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else can we share with course creators? What are other things they should try to avoid to, 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 to not, not make a mistake when they're well, trying to sell courses? It depends. Like if you don't have a course yet, go create it. Like don't spend a freaking month. Just create it as fast as possible. Yeah. But if you do have a course right now, like it's already created or 90% ready, pay attention to this. Uh, you don't have to sell courses. Like stop selling your courses. And I know it sounds crazy, but here's the deal. You do not want to sell your courses. You don't want to sell a course at all. Why? Because here's the deal. People are just not buying courses right now. And even, you know, like in the next year, in the next couple of years, I can see what's coming. Like I'm slightly ahead of the curve and it's at the curve and I can see what's coming and what's going on, what's going to happen in the marketplace. And everything is changing. Like it's changing everything. And you want to understand one core thing. One year from now, even we don't know when this is going to happen, but three, four months from now, people are going to stop buying courses. Why? Because there is something going on and people are going to realize that they just don't want information because information is useless. Yes. They're going to start wanting transformation. So what you have to, as a course creator, the only way you can survive is by applying this, not only by having a funnel and the right traffic, but 
that funnel and that traffic, they don't have to sell your cars. That funnel and the traffic, that system, go to sell your process. Okay. Meaning that it is still a course, it is still a video, it's still whatever you want, whatever you have in Teachable, in Kajabi, in Thinkific. Yes. You are not changing the format, but the way you're selling it, that's what's changing. And that's what is shifting to something totally different. You are seeing a process. So here's how I typically explain this. The best yeah. way to kind of market your course from an offer perspective, how you offer it in the whole funnel, in the whole ad, whatever yes. it is you do, is by having two things. You have the process and you attach that process to a very desired outcome that is tangible. Okay. Um, a recent example is that a client wanted to sell a public speaking course. Yes. Right? So the process, what's the process? Prepare the speech, do whatever, um, prepare for the other thing, whatever is the process they have, the four, five yes. steps they've got. Yes. Now, you sell those steps. You don't sell... Hey, become a better speaker. No, you don't sell that. You don't sell a course on public speaking. You sell a process, those five steps, and you yes. show people what those five steps are and how they look like. Yeah. And now you attach to those five steps the desired outcome, which should be something tangible at the same time. Like deliver the perfect speech. That is tangible because you deliver a perfect speech. Like it's very, very tangible. It's not yes. just, oh, become better at public speaking. No, it's tangible and yeah. it's attached to a process. Yes. But at the same time, uh, you like gotta understand that the delivery is the same. Like you're not gonna change the course. You don't have to change anything in your course in your videos. But the way you're saying it is gonna shift and it's gonna change. Yeah, I like that. And like it, we're already seeing that that transition into like where information is becoming very devaluated because there's millions of people creating courses. There's millions of people of creating uploading YouTube videos. So how do you differentiate yourself, right? And I like that idea of you have to deliver tangible results and sell the process, not the online course. And one of the things that I found out with my uh, students, because I teach them how to create online courses, is that when they have to decide how to name their course, how to title their course, they struggle a lot. And most of the time they have the same problem. It's too generic. They're like, become better at, you know, public speaking or become better at cooking or become better at traveling. And it's like, that is so generic. That doesn't show me a tangible result. You have to make sure paint an image on people's students that is very clear. What am I going to get exactly, not generically, at the end of this course that is going to help my life, my business, my relationships? And then I want to know what are the steps, the process to get there. And obviously, it's going to, in your course, maybe it's going to be five hours, 10 hours of content that are going to walk people through that process to get that tangible result as opposed to a generic thing that. People are like, why? Why should I buy this? This is not really, like you say, it's not creating a transformation. It's just throwing a bunch of information at my face. And I'm like, I, don't, I have already enough information in my life. Why should I pay for just more information? Can you actually make a difference in my life? I will pay for that, right? Yeah. And that has, and the problem is that how, people need to know how to write down properly. I, I found out also that a, a good course creator is also somebody that can really write good copy. It's good at putting those thoughts into paper so they they actually tell the right story. Yeah, makes sense. Nice. Really good. So um, uh, anything to add to online courses, online course creators? Um, yeah, there's something kind of important going on right now. Um, it is that 
like what I'm seeing right now as well. And this is another pitfall. We have covered like several pitfall people have. Yeah. This is another one. It is people creating 10 courses before actually selling one or getting to six figures with one. Yeah. Here's the truth. Um, you don't need more than one course to get to 10K, 20K a month. You don't need more than that. You yeah. only need to focus on marketing it. Like if you right now have three course, courses, that's good. Good for you. That's awesome. Um, now what you have to do is focus on selling just one of them. And then later on down the road, you may be able to upsell customers the rest or create a funnel for the rest, whatever. But, you know, you have two options. Either end up with a hundred of courses, you know, and no sales or slightly, you know, barely making 3K a month, 2K a month, or actually focusing on one main course. Yeah. Building one funnel for that course. And guess what? With one ad that work, you are getting it working. You have one ad that is probably that you can put five dollars on it, and you can get fifty dollars back. You can yeah. put a thousand dollars and get five thousand dollars back. Mm-hmm. You don't need three funnels like complex stuff. It's actually very very simple. Like it doesn't have to be complicated if you know how it works and if you have like a process in place to set it all up. Um, but most people just like to overcomplicate stuff and yeah. to make it more to make it harder than it is, just because you know it sounds better, sounds cooler. But the truth is that one funnel, you just need one course, only one. Like it's actually interesting that most people have like three, four, five, ten yeah. courses. Yeah. Because creating more courses is not gonna solve your lack of sales. Yeah. Marketing one course yeah. is gonna solve your problem of lack of sales. And I guarantee you this. Uh creating more courses is always easier when you have money in your pocket, money in your wallet. It's way, way easier when you're making 10, 15k a month. Yeah. Because you don't have that stress, that financial pressure or you know forcing yeah. yourself to create something that you don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think the, the the belief of creating more courses is better. It comes specifically from people like market are teaching on marketplaces where in a sense, if you do create a lot of courses in a place like Udemy or Skillshare, you do make more money, but that doesn't work when you leave the marketplace. At that stage, creating more courses is gonna it's not going to help your business. It's better, like I think a good recommendation is like if you have 10 courses and you want to market them yourself, Forget about nine of them. Focus on the one you like the most or the one that would have the biggest impact and just create one funnel, like you say, for that one course. And then forget about the other nine courses. Make money on one course and then you can redistribute that profit to market the other courses one by one individually if you want to. Or just focus on maybe instead of 10, three top courses with three functional funnels that are generating real income as opposed to like, you know, $10 every and, week or something like that. And there's something else. Like people are being continually, you know, tricked with the fact that they need a complex funnel or something very, very hard. Um, like I've seen people, hey, I'm going to sell a low ticket course to then sell a higher ticket course to yeah. then sell my higher ticket course. And that's just not going to work unless you have already done hundreds of funnel, already 10, 15 funnels already that work. Why? Because those strategies, um, like the tripwire is the technical name. Yes, yes. Selling a $7 course to them, sell your $50 course to them, sell your $500 course. is just freaking hard. I mean, if you know what you're doing, it's easier, but yeah. it's an advanced movement. Like it's an advanced uh, technique. Yes. You don't need to use that. If you want to get to 40, 50K, yeah, you might be able to use that. But guess what? Before you go into thinking 50K, $60,000 a month, First of all, get to $10,000 a month, which is the baseline, but you should be barely making at a minimum of your course yeah. right now. 
get there. And how you get there is not by doing complex advanced movement. It's with one straight punch in the face, which is one funnel. So what is the, uh, uh, the simplest funnel that you would recommend? Would it be like one, one ad to like uh, an opt-in page to a thank you page? Like what would that, those three steps look like? Like the basic bare bones funnel? It depends. Uh, like, I mean, it all depends, but it's, it kind of shifts depending on the situation of the person on the course. Like yeah. it's going to be kind of customized in some way, but there are always three steps. Like yes. you got to catch attention. Yeah. It could be your ad. Once you've got the attention, you're going to be able to create that trust yes. with the person, that relationship in some way. And once you've got those two, guess what? Now you're going to do a subtle push to get them to buy. Now they have the trust. You're going to be able to sell them. Yes. Those are the three steps. And it could be whatever. Like, um, there are so many different things. And, and the, one example of one funnel that, would, that you've seen uh-huh. working before that is simple, just so people can relate to some, some idea. It depends. Like, it depends a lot on the course and the person. I know because that has happened to me before in other videos or stuff. When you mention one specific or even like I mentioned five or ten, yeah. what happens is that people get confused. And they want to implement it and they're like, it, it's maybe yeah. not for them. Yeah. What I would do for like somebody is I would just take a step back Yeah. because it's more important than the tactic, like what exact fun. I would just take a step back for a second. Yeah. And like literally, if you're like driving right now, what you're listening to this or whatever, <laughs> the car, get off the car and take a step back physically and think, yes. what do you want to achieve with your course business in the next, you know, year, next eight to 10 months? Where yeah. do you want to go? That's yeah. the first thing, because maybe you realize, oh, maybe I don't want to do online courses. Maybe I want to do, go get a job. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But if the answer is, all right, I want to keep doing this. I want to make $10,000, $20,000 a month, $30,000 $30, a month. Yeah. Then you have to look back and be like, all right, what is the course I want to focus on? This yeah. course. Cool. Now, what you have to be is like, what system could I potentially implement for this? And you're going to do a, a specific assessment yeah. of what are the best system for them. Like that's the very first thing I do whenever I'm going to, to really focus on building a funnel. Yes. I always assess the situation. The same thing, like the doctor example, you cannot really like prescribe a solution without knowing the person or knowing like what's the course they have. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're going to do an assessment and you're going to, that way at the end of that assessment, you can tell, Hey, this is the best funnel for you. You need a chatbot funnel. You need a webinar funnel. You need a five email funnel. You need blah, 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 whatever is the name, you know, you need a yes. whatever funnel, yeah. <laughs> whatever the fancy name people want to put. And then based on that, you can start building it. And there's also another thing that, you know, even if you know what's the best funnel for you, you're going to be able to, to implement it properly. Right. Yeah. That's another thing. But that's what I want people to understand. Take a step back and look at what you want to achieve, why you want to achieve that, why you want to make $20,000 a month. What's the reason? Yes. Well, for your kids, want to do it for, you know, because you want to be able to get your job, find that motivation that's going to push you, you know, through all the struggle mm-hmm. and then get an, assi- an, an assessment, be assess your situation. Uh, I've got kind of a checklist always that they go through to assess what's the best funnel for people and yeah. to really put out if, because some courses just, you know, just are not going to sell and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you got to be able to tell beforehand before you build a funnel, right? That's why I always start with an assessment. No, right? that's, that's a really, I, I like that. Uh, and I, I like that you're not trying to say anything concrete because it really, it, like you say, it depends. Uh, every course is different. If the goals of different people are different, like people want to make six figures and why? Why do you want to make that six figures? Uh, 
Uh, is it something that you do? You really enjoy teaching? Uh, do you like, would you willing to spend and invest in, um, on building that side of your business? Uh, so once you answer those questions, then you can decide. Okay, based on this goal, these are the steps I need to get to, to get there. And maybe, oh, I'm not willing to put the effort. Then that's not your goal because every single goal is going to take certain amount of effort. It's not going to happen overnight, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. I think the, the the bottom line is. We can, we can conclude this conversation is if you're teaching online, first of all, try to focus in creating, working in one course, not many courses, one course, make it as good as possible. And then when you, when it comes down to marketing, focus on one system, one funnel, and make sure that you optimize that funnel until it starts becoming uh, profitable, which could be right away. But the thing about funnels is that you always can keep improving them. It's not like you something you leave there and it's going to make money forever. You have to understand you have to maintain this engine for it to keep running properly, right? And it's something that people want, always talk about passive income. And the reality is that there's not a passive funnel in the world. All funnels need to be worked on on a continuous basis because the industry changes, because Facebook ad rules changes, all kinds of things, right? So, you may uh, not have a, a passive income funnel, yeah, but you can end up with a passive income business, which is dramatically different. Yeah, like you can easily like automate your business. It's actually easier to automate your business, which is marketing, delivering, sales. Yeah, but your funnel is always going to need some tweaking. Yeah, but it's definitely you know like ridiculous compared to being on a job or actually not having a course business, right? Yeah. And this is one thing that pops up now that I'm in mind that we're talking about funnels. Yeah, yeah. Is that a funnel doesn't have to be salesy. Like some people are just pushing coupons out or discounting like 90% discount, buy my stuff now. And that is really, you know, like you don't need to do that. You don't want to be pushing so hard people in your marketing because in the short term, you may be able to make some money, some quick cash, maybe yeah. but in the long term, Six months from now, you're not gonna make any money, and it's gonna sag your business. So please don't get salesy funnel. It just doesn't well, work. What do you do? Because scarcity does work psychological, you know. Uh, so there's different types of scarcity. The fact that you can save money, or maybe that there is a limited time to uh, take advantage of a discount. So if you don't, if you're not using the scarcity, then what can you use to encourage people to buy? It depends. Like when you go to a McDonald's, do they need to push you buy right now? My Hamburger. No, it's just yeah. something you know you need because you're hungry. Yes. So it's the same thing applies here. If you know how to sell, you know how to make people hungry. Like you really got to be good at marketing to be able to make people hungry in a way that they come to you yes. as opposed to you having to catch them and push them. You're the McDonald's. They're going to come to you wanting to buy without you having to be the salesman that is knocking doors, cold calling, stuff like that. Because yeah, you I, know when you're good at selling, you can create a need. You're, yeah, because you want to be able to help people. Yes, that's a whole idea. Yeah, so they eventually the, the the best sales strategies that people feel attracted to your product because of your brand, the quality of it, the testimonials, and all of that. And that way, you don't really have to do any scarcity techniques because the product speaks by itself. And, and not only the product can speak by itself, but your email sequence and the way you're selling through all the emails. Yeah. Uh, are specifically designed to indoctrinate the people. Like you indoctrinate them yes. on what they need to think to buy your course. And once they need, once they think what they need to think to buy, like once they think, hey, I need this course. Uh, my public speaking sucks. If I take this course, my public speaking is going to be better. When they believe these three things, yes. they're just going to buy. That's yes. what you're going to make them believe. Yes. And it's going to be true. Obviously, you cannot just lie. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I guess it does take a series of interactions until the mindset of the potential buyer is at a state where they're like, they don't even need to be pushed to buy. They'll be the ones that say, wow, it does make sense. Uh, I really think is this is a great opportunity for me to take to create a transformation in my life. And of course, this course is, is the the right one for me, right? But it yeah. takes time. That's that's good. Sergio, this was a, a great talk. Uh, yeah, it's intense. Uh, but I think, you know, online course creators are going to enjoy it because this is a part that is part of anybody that wants to sell a course or any other product is understanding the fundamentals of what it takes to create a sales funnel. And you're an expert on it. So obviously your opinion counts a lot uh, when it comes to, to marketing. So I want to end up with a couple of uh, questions. The first one, I always like to ask people for a recommendation. Uh, and of course you you can say it depends, but and maybe you can just tell us like, what is a good place to, to learn more about, uh, you know, marketing, you know, it could be a podcast, a book, whatever, like, what would you recommend to, to check out? Um, I would start by learning about mindset before learning about marketing. Oh, because what I constantly see people getting into marketing, they enter with the wrong mindset. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. Like you're, you're done. You can just go get a job again because <laughs> you're going to work. So I'm going to do two things. I'm going to recommend like one main book. Yeah. And that is like one of the best books ever on business and mindset and how to really, I don't mean, not mindset in a weird way. Yeah. But in a positive way. Uh, it's principles. And it's also slightly about how to sell. Okay. Help people a lot. Principles. It's called principles. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the author or? He's right. Dalio. Not sure. I think he's. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll put it in the notes in the in the description of the podcast, Principles. Cool. Yeah. So I I like that. Mindset before getting into like the weeds of uh, strategies and all of that. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. And well, that's good. And the last thing is what? how can people uh, find you and contact you and ask you all these questions about marketing? Uh, it depends on what people want right now. Yeah. Like if you already have a course and you want to sell it, um, I might be able to help out with that. I mean, I would need to know more to say for certain. Yes. Uh, what I have done is I've told with Miguel and I have opened up a few spots in my calendar for the next week yeah. to do some of these marketing assessments that I do. Okay. Uh, they are free, no cost, no pressure at all. Just like talking to you as a human being. Um, um, we can do that assessment to your business, figure out what's the best funnel for you, what's the best marketing strategy for you, the best type of advertising. Um, and once you know that, you can decide I'm, and if you really want that system and I yeah. think you're a good fit, I may invite you to become one of the new clients yeah. we take on and, and implement that system that we just figured out is the best for you mm -hmm. into your main course business. That's so I would fine. recommend just to check out that page. I don't know where is the button or whatever, but it's firesetup.co. Firesetup.co, okay. Yeah, you can export over there uh, slash Sergio. Yeah. And you should be able to book your calls over there. If there are no spots, just send me an email or something or to Miguel and we'll get okay. you over there. Okay. Well, uh, I know you're very busy, so you probably have to go and take another call for your super busy calendar, which I've seen your calendar, by the way. <laughs> it's oh crazy, man. You put so many hours. And the fact that you're working on Spain on a different timeline, that means that you have to stay up late, I imagine, taking calls, right? No, I just don't let people book that late. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to sleep. Uh, you need to get your sleep. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Sergio, 
thanks so much for your time. If you want to book a time, uh, time to speak with him and learn more about what uh, he could maybe, maybe could, he, could, he could help you with your course business, just go to firesetup.co forward slash Sergio and try to see if you can find that time to speak with him. Thank you very much, Sergio. See ya. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to it, rate it, and share it with your friends. To learn more about me, Grumo, and the universe, just visit grumo.com. That is G-R-U-M-O.com. Thanks for listening. My name is Miguel Hernandez, and this was the Grumo Podcast. <laughs>